Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final. The game and the series and the results are good. I believe all Brewers fans could get very used to this as the Brewers get another victory, 5-2 the final. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Brewers sweep the Pirates, those pesky Pirates. They don't do it to us this time as uh, they get a nice little send-off and a seven-game losing streak for those guys. But the Brewers, on the other hand, man, are they playing well. They really are. Offensively, we'll do a little deeper dive into these uh, team offensive numbers in just a little while. There's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. And the Brewers get the victory, their 17th victory in their last 21 games. Now, rewind the clock a little bit. Go back to... uh, mid-May, go back to even late April. Go back to late April. And, and, and at that point, we were saying that, uh, you know, just hold on there for the offense. Just wait. The offense with those names will hit better. Now, how much better? That was, that was up for a debate and, and perception, but they were going to hit better. And now they are hitting better. Here we are, June 12th. At a 38-27 and 27 mark here after winning 17 of their last 21 games. And uh, the offense is doing much better. You're seeing some clutch. You're seeing some, uh, some pretty good fundamental offensive baseball as well. You saw a situation today where Jackie Bradley Jr. got the ball uh, in play. Just, just get it to the right side. Getting, that was a, you know, a big tack on insurance run. Uh, in that seventh inning, but they get that done. Christian Yelich on his bobble giveaway day does have an appearance. And Evan, I think it's safe to say he's starting to get dialed in. Sure looks like it. I mean, his swing looks better. His eye looks better. This looks like, I don't want to say 2018 Yelich yet, but it looks much better than 2020 and 2021 Yelich. No, he's starting to drive the baseball, and that's the key. Even on the sack fly, the ball was hit pretty well. And, and so you have that going. You have Colton Wong coming back within a week or so, it looks like, on the uh, next road trip 
into uh, into Denver to face the Rockies. But again, the offense has been doing their part, and the pitching. Adrian Hauser, again, let's let's get an update on his uh, current earn run average because if if I'm doing my math right in his last 21 uh, out I'm sorry 21 innings pitched he's given up four runs 21 innings this spans his last four performances 21 innings and just the four runs given up two given up today I think he wants that slider back that he uh that he served up up there to Stallings but that's pretty good and he came in at 366. What is the exit? I will tell you when our computer loads it up. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure we, we've got this right. But, you know, he came 362. in. 362. Okay, so it goes down. 36. Guys, again, when you compare it to a Brandon Woodruff at 152, okay, not so good. When you just compare it to pitching or a starting pitcher as a whole, Certainly when you compare it to any four-man in a rotation, Adrian Hauser is doing a job. He is key. As, as uh, you know, again, I don't know if he, we would classify him in the dominating category, way above serviceable, but he's getting the job done, that's for sure. And uh, I don't think he was uh, exceptionally sharp today. A lot of balls in the air. Uh, a lot of hits for the uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates today. They're a tough little customer here. They really are offensively. I mean, they 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 have their uh, issues uh, on on the pitching side of things. But you know, anytime uh, you want to shut the Brewers' offense down, just throw out there a guy that's got like a five and a half ERA. That'll 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 shut them down because that's what happened uh, with Will Crow on the hill today. But the Brewers do get the five two victory, and again. I, you know, you can feel it coming. I, uh, I think this was the series here. And we may look back. This was a series. Now, I know you've got full capacity coming in just a couple of weeks here. But I think this is the series where everybody sort of started to get into it. Is that, is that fair to say? Not that some of us weren't. Those of you longtime listeners of this show and you dial in every, every night – Every day, I get it. We're into it. We we. But I think the 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 bandwagon sort of got some new new customers, some new travelers here over the weekend because I just you hear the difference and you you can hear the energy and excitement that's going on at American Family Field. Certainly in this series, it was uh, it was some something to behold here. Now, putting if you're scoreboard watching, doing a little pennant race uh, baseball scoreboard watching. Now, a little pressure on the Chicago Cubs with a night game tonight. They get to look at the the scoreboard and and take a look at what the Brewers did. The Brewers do have the Cincinnati Reds coming in. I would suspect tomorrow Josh Hader not available. So tomorrow would be a nice day or a nice night for the offense to go out and steal one. And Evan, you weren't with, uh, with me yesterday, but that was a game yesterday in which, uh, that timing factor played a little bit of a role here where Burns had a little, you know, bump there, four plus innings of work, four, uh, runs given up, but the offense picked it up today. Not maybe not so much. I mean, the pitching, you can't argue with, two, I mean, two runs given up throughout the ball game against that offense. Uh, that's pretty good. 
I mean, that's really good. And the offense doing their thing. Uh, 799-1250. It's pretty impressive. And I'll just start there. I'm not quite sure what is the, 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 the most impressive outside of the starting big three. Now, you can throw Hauser in there if you want. But Woody Burns and Peralta, I think everybody is going to tell you that's pretty impressive. Outside of that, what is impressive about this baseball team? That's a tough thought. It requires a little, a, a little thought process. Cerebral thinking here on a Sunday afternoon postgame show. Because if you take that away, what might be the most impressive thing? Or who might be the most impressive? I think we could start with Omar. We could start with Avi. We could start with the bullpen. I mean, there are some pretty impressive things going on in the offense the last couple of weeks. We'll check out the offense, team offensive numbers uh, in just a little while in the month of June. If you want to talk about turnaround? I think you're seeing it offensively for sure. Get into our game recap here as uh, Adrian Hauser allows a one-out base hit in that first inning. Faces the minimum, Manny Pena throws out a uh, runner trying to steal. Hauser uh, was ahead of all three hitters in that first inning, and that uh, indicated to me that he might be in for a a decent outing. Brewers uh, play from the lead again as they put up a run in the bottom of the first inning. Luis Urias leads off with a base hit against the shift, and uh, Dan uh, Vogelback really, really likes this full count pitch. Swing the fly ball. Swing the center field. Drifting back. Reynolds still back. It's over his head and off. It's over the wall. Urias is going to score all the way from first base. This is Daniel Vogel back. Daniel Vogel cruises into second. It's into second. Nothing There it is on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Daniel Vogel back with a first inning RBI double. One zip. Maybe it'll be one of those easy games. You run away with this thing. Pirates get to Hauser in the second inning. A leadoff base hit by Colin Moran. One out later, Polanco with a base hit. Then uh, I believe it was Gamble with a base hit to load him up with one out for Newman. Hauser needed a ground ball and gets it to Reyes right there. They try and turn two. Now, see, this this is the nerdy part of me, Evan, in the game of baseball. Bases loaded, one out. Of course you want the double play. There's an internal timing mechanism with really good infielders. You just kind of know. You know a couple of things. You know how hard the ball is hit to see if you can go, you know, 6-4-3 or 5-4-3 in this case, uh, around the horn. Or do you say, you know what, I'm going to pinch that run because Newman's got a, a little bit of wheels and also the pitcher is up next. Additionally, Colin Moran is at third base and he's a little gimpy uh, with a with a bad back, he was removed from the game after that inning. All see, all of these things are running through my head right there, and that's why baseball gr- is a fun game. It's just all strategy. That's something that a casual li- viewer would never think about, but it is such a critical point in this game. It, it really was, and it and it did play to run because uh, Newman legged it out to to beat out the double play, and the run did score, tying run right there. But again, a couple of different factors. Council has talked about this in years past, about this, this crazy kind of innate ability 
for the good infielders to know how much time they've got. I think a, a, an example of that is Luis Urias, who continues to work on his, on his defense. He's a young player, and, and I think that you know there was, a, there was a play later on in the game that he had plenty of time. I mean, the ball got to him pretty quick, backhanded it. But again, you, you don't freak out. You, you just, again, have this ability to know how much time you have. So that, I thought, was a mistake. They should have went to the plate to pinch the runner. Uh, the run did score there. It's a tie game, 1-1 in the second uh, inning. And uh, three hits and a run given up by Hauser in that second on 28 pitches, over 40 through the two innings. And 1-1, so so much for a great performance from Hauser, but maybe not. Maybe he does have one. Brewers 1-2-3 in the second. Get used to that throughout the mid-game today. Lead-off base hit from uh, Frazier in that third inning. A couple of fly balls and a ground ball out. Holds the score at 1-1 into the bottom of the third inning. Yeah, you guessed it. 1-2-3, bottom of the third. Uh, ever since the uh, Urias single and Vogelback double, They've been set down, nine up, nine down into the fourth inning. Neither team scores in that fourth. It was a two-out double by Ben Gamble. Brewers go in order again. Twelve consecutive set down by uh, the Pirates' uh, Will Crow into the fifth inning. Both teams, three up, three down again. Quickly in that fifth inning, Brewer batters now 15 up, 15 down since the Vogelback RBI double in that first inning. Oh, boy. Hauser, a leadoff batter, reaches base. That was that ground ball to Urias I, I was talking about. Threw low to Vogelback. Had plenty of time. Didn't really matter at that time, at least. Gets a line-out double play on a hit-and-run. Next pitch, Stallings, solo homer to make it 2-1 Pirates. And that was that was it for I was not pleased with lifting Hauser right there. Let him finish that sixth inning. I mean, come on. I uh I I did not agree with that. Okay, another uh, couple of things I didn't agree with. Uh Suter comes in, he walks Polanco. During the Polanco at bat, Evan, I don't know if you noticed this. Brent Suter, um now I know you've noticed this. He likes to pitch quick, right? Yeah. And that is my favorite thing about him. Okay, well, why are we getting two timeouts from Polanco and a timeout from the home plate umpire? I agree. Rob Manfred, <clears throat> you want to talk about pace of play, that at-bat was about 45 minutes longer than it should have been. From a guy that is just just speedy, uh, went get and grip and rip. I mean, I did not understand that, and I don't know. Is this something that's going to have to – I'm not sure why, why these timeouts were granted. I'm Brent Suter. Then, Brent, you should just – your stick is over then. If they're not going to let you pitch at your pace, then you might as well go back to being a left-handed reliever and not, not a, a speed guy out there. But anyway, uh, Pol- uh, Polanco uh, works the walk. But, uh, well, Ben Gamble then uh, with, a, with a double to put runners on. Now, Suter does work out of it. But uh, I, I did not like that whole sequence, uh, sequence right there. Tim Lopes with a little bit of a bobble on that final out. Mm, that was a little too close for comfort there. They did get the force at second. Just the one run gave the Pirates a 2-1 to one lead into the bottom of the six. Come on, off- offense. Well, yeah, they answer. Heavy lifting in the bottom of the sixth inning. Tim Lopes, who entered the game on a double switch, as I said, 
worked a 10-pitch walk. This is pivotal, guys. A 10-pitch walk took a lot of momentum away from the Pittsburgh Pirates right there. It was key. The next hitter, how about Luis Urias? Pro. After that 10-pitch A-B with Lopes, this one driven. Left center field. It's gap-bound. Lopes on the move. He's going to score all the way from first. Luis Urias digging for third. The throw is late. Game tied 2-2. Valley Sports Wisconsin on the call there. Luis Urias all sorts of fired up. Pounding on third base. Crowd going crazy. I love it. Two to two. Vogelback with that runner at third base. The lead run. Got to get that ball in play. Get that runner in. Uh, Comebacker holds the runner for the first out. Well, it didn't take long for Avi to give the Brewers the lead. Electing to go with Bednar. Infield still in. Garcia to right. Plenty deep. Polanco back. Gone. Brewers lead at 4-2 on a two-run blast by Avi Garcia. His 13th on the season, guys, putting together a great season. Boxberger in for the uh, seventh inning with the Brewers leading 4-2. to two. Does not allow a run. Gave up a couple of hits. There's that pesky offense for the Pirates, man. They're tough. Brewers, some insurance in the seventh? Yeah, it'd be nice. Okay, they get it. A leadoff double by Manny Pena. Uh, here's the small ball in me, JBJ at the plate, a 157 uh, batting average. I would have bunted him over. That's that's me, though, and I, I understand. Okay, they didn't take the bat out of his hands, but JBJ comes through. Ground ball to the right side on a full count. It was a, it was a nice at-bat. Gets Manny over to third base, and then on his bobblehead day, uh, this is when, when the crowds really started getting into it. I mean, Yelich comes to the plate. It's his bobble. Brewers looking for insurance. Runner at third. What are you going to do? I am shocked they did not walk Christian Yelich right there. Shame on you guys, and you paid for it off the bat of Yelly. Swing a line drive right field. Polanco makes the catch. Coming down the line to score is Manny Pena. Job well done by Yelich. It's 5-2. Uh, that's just good baseball by the Brewers. I mean, and Manny Pena with the double. Yeah, he entered that game with fanfare like a president, man. <laughs> you guys are just laying it to him. That was, that was super cool. Uh, Devin Williams pitches the eighth. Josh Hader the ninth. And you know what happens when they pitch the eighth and ninth. It's a Brewers victory, 5-2 final. Pretty impressive for this Brewers on this run here on June 12th. Outside of Woody Burns, Peralta, and Hauser, that front four. And I throw Hauser in there with a 3-6 ERA. What is most impressive about this team? We're going to have to start filtering through some things that are pretty impressive. 414-799-1250. Uh, Evan, before the break here, can we get an update on the Bucks as they uh, hopefully are in command over the Nets in game four? Uh Steve Nash just threw the white flag with five minutes left with the Bucks up 15. Giannis just had one of the nastiest block and then transition alley-oop sequences I've ever seen. Bucks are up 101 to 86 with three minutes left. Looks like they're going to get that series back tied at 2-2. And, whoa, what a difference a couple of games make in that uh, NBA 
big-time series, Brooklyn Nets and your Milwaukee Bucks. Good day in Milwaukee sports. As I think we can put that in the bank. Is it drawing interest? I think we can. Can you say that? I think I can. I don't know if it's trademarked, is it? I guess we'll find out when the uh, lawsuit comes in. (laughs) That's true, the cease and desist. I've had my fair shares of those. Uh, It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. Brewers win, sweep the Pirates. We'll be back here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. Oh, baby, a Brewers win, Pirates, and a Bucks win, series tied at two. Mm. Uh, a night off for me and then a night game tomorrow. Well, well, well. How many... How many champagne of beers do I have tonight to celebrate? Because it is the right time to celebrate right now. Brewers get a 5-2 victory. Bucks just about ready to close out game four and get that series tied at 2-2. And uh, with regards to the Brewers, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to point out some numbers with uh, Evan here on how the offense has turned things around. And we, we said be patient until June. Got to be patient until June. Now they're not all going to turn things around. To, to me, it really doesn't matter individually necessarily um, if, if a guy doesn't turn things around. It's been known to happen. It's going to happen again many, many times where you know, a particular player just has a down year. It's going to happen. But uh, in terms of a collective offense, I expected this offense to turn around in early June. I did, and I was patient enough to do that. Did it work out with Keston? Not so much yet. Did it work out with JBJ? Mm, not so much yet. But, the, but collectively, yes, it has. And the, the bottom line is scoring runs. And you can do, you can do the uh, analytical research and, and find out that you know, on base percentage is a little bit better and you know, against left-handers they're a little bit better and, and all these sorts of things. You guys know that. But I think just the bottom line is scoring runs are up and that was the key with this pitching staff because that was that was just what the season might turn out to be all offensive dependent and and now once that calendar well, right around memorial day weekend it just kind of flipped a little bit and we're seeing the residuals on this bucks win 107 96 your final all right, it is a final from the Pfizer Forum. The Milwaukee Bucks come out victorious. And welcome in, everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Bucks get a victory. Brewers get a victory. You want to comment on both? That's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. Now, I didn't, I didn't follow uh, every minute of the uh, Bucks-Nets game. That's for sure. I was focused in on a Brewers victory here, but if you guys want to comment on that, be happy to get your reaction. We'll hear from Pat Murphy. Uh, Craig Council missed out on a big day of Milwaukee sports, that's for sure. He was off today uh, attending his son's graduation ceremony. When you think about graduation ceremonies, they they were talking last night after the game, Evan, about, well, you're going to be bringing your phone there and maybe managing from afar. When you think about a high school graduation, 
parents, you guys can relate to this. You're only there for two things, <laughs> quite honestly. You're there for the one minute that your kid is announced and walks across the stage. And you're there for the picture opportunities of graduation. That's all. You don't care about Joseph Glenn Snipinski. Don't even get you me started. My you don't graduation, even care about all that. So he should have managed from his cell phone. My graduation, they had they split it into two different ceremonies because there was like 7,000 of us. I sat there in my seat for like three and a half hours just to walk across the stage for someone to say my last name wrong. If Jonathan I, James sure Gregory. I did, <laughs> so, I did get to shake Mark Adonacio's hand because he was my commencement speaker. But Oh, that's cool. Was it worth sitting in my seat for three and a half hours? Exactly. So he's, he may have managed this thing from afar. 799-1250. We'll get to Pat Murphy, who filled in for counts today. Also, what is the most impressive thing with this Brewer squad so far outside of Woody Burns and Peralta? We all agree that that's all impressive. But it gets a little interesting when you think about what's impressive after that. Kenny, I, I couldn't join you with a high beer count last night because I had to work today. But it's a night game tomorrow, and I have the night off tonight. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'll catch up. I just dug into the cooler. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start. There you go. Every time I call. And here's the most impressive thing in my opinion, Tim. The ability for this team to finally do what we haven't been able to see the last few years, to hit for the moment. They have been able, in the big moments when they're down or when the bases are loaded or there's two on, it's the middle of the game, late in the game, to change the momentum. That's the key. The pitching has been outstanding. The middle relief has been outstanding. But how about my guy, and I've dubbed him this name, pork and beans Vogelbach hitting that line drive to the wall to get things going. But then Avisil Garcia, Oh man, every time, whether it's a youngster or a veteran, they're able to hit for the moment. That in my opinion right now is the key to what has them, what 11 games over 500 first place. Yep. This this is outstanding. Get ready folks. It's going to be a crazy summer. It is. All right. Thanks for the call. 799-1250. I think I'm starting to get impressed with the offensive side of Luis Urias. Are you starting to feel it a little bit? Are you starting to feel what David Stearns made that trade for? And do you know like when the it? turn was? It was the Willie Adamas acquisition. Because I think all the pressure was off his shoulders. Yeah, I think so. That he was going to be uh, inserted for for the time being into that super utility role, and maybe that did turn the turn the page for him a little bit. Uh, but offensively, man, I think uh, what was it two seventy seven coming in uh, in the last uh, what almost a month of of baseball getting on base. I mean, he he's fired up. He was fired up uh, after that triple, man. He he really was. That was good to see. He's starting to come around. That may uh, lighten the load on that Trent Grisham deal, that's for sure. We're starting to see some payoff there. Now, defensively, Young needs to work on it. Make no mistake about it. He's got to work on his defense. Bucks win. Brewers win. Uh, We're getting your reaction here. 
always going to be uh, fun conversations here. Uh, everybody that wanted Budenholzer fired, fire him, fire him, fire him. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm not so sure about that. Let's just uh, hold the roll on that a little bit. Uh, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Todd, real quick, what's on your mind? Howdy, Timmy. Hey, I, I, I'll, I'll disagree with uh, uh, some people here, um, but I think it's the total continuity of the team. Um, I, I look at it as a whole. You know, there's a numbers guys. I'm kind of a quasi number guy, not as uh, in depth with that as some of the callers and uh, maybe you guys are. But you got to look at it as a whole. And and I said the other night, I said, run what you brung. Don't change it now. You know. Even with Ryan Braun coming in, I would say no. That's just me. But just leave it alone for now. See what you got. You get to the trade deadline. Yeah, maybe do something. But these guys are proving themselves amongst each other. And when you bring somebody in, it's me. It'd be like, uh, let's say your management goes, well, you know, can he do a great job? But boy, we're going to, maybe hype on. He could come in on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. He could have a couple nights off. How would you feel? Yeah, they about tried. It? You wouldn't. Well, <laughs> it's a, it's a, no, no, that I, wouldn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with that part, annuity part. I think people know uh, as the season goes. Pe- these guys know who's to the right and left. Right, and I think you know when you get to the trade deadline, it's like, boy, if you would get, I would say, I would stick, I would stay away from the National League. I would go with an American League guy first, third base. That's how I would do it. If that's available, maybe somebody out of the Rangers, somebody that's way out of it. Um, that's what I would do. But uh, otherwise, right now, I think they're finding their own, they're sowing their oats, they're feeling their oats, and they're feeling good yep. about who they really are. And continuity. I, I like that answer. All right, Todd, thanks for the call. That's a, that's, that's a good word. What is most impressive outside of Woody Burns and Peralta and Hauser? Continuity. Interesting. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Evan, if you want to grab some of those uh, offensive stats, I, I just want to uh, to just go over uh, since the month of June, and it may have happened just a couple of days before that. Let's keep in mind the Brewers have won seventeen of their last twenty-one games, seventeen and four in their last twenty-one games. So obviously the numbers are going to be improved. When you when we discussed in April and May, this offense being as bad as they were okay um being bad or playing bad so i I guess you dissect that sort of you know process or theory i i wanted to wait and reserve judgment until we got to early june first 7 10 12 14 days of june we needed to get there before we can really accurately assess either a player or a team's offense. Now, just in the nick of time, I agree. You ready to pull the plug on, on your confidence level on this offense? I understand that because the numbers were deplorable. They were. But were they that bad as an offense? I never thought so. Not with those names. Not with Yelich and Garcia and Narvaez and Wong and Yelich. There, there's no way they could have kept that bad pace up. What you got, Evan? Things are much better in the month of June, like you've been saying. Now, these stats are pregame, so they're prior to 
today, right? Just because Baseball Reference doesn't load until the end of the day. Uh, but in the ten games of June, they were averaging five point seven runs a game. Wow! Which I believe last month they were at three and a half when we were doing the uh, mm-hmm. retrospective of the first sixty games. They were under three hundred in an on base percentage. Yep, this year or this month, I should say, a three forty three on base percentage as a team. That's the key right there. Thirty four percent on base. You move that line. You've got to move that line. Get it to the next guy. Someone at some point, you know, you know Major League Baseball these days. If you can't totally live on the home run, you can't do it, guys. It's 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 not gonna happen. It's gotta be a marriage. It does. For a stretch, you can live on the home run, and they did that. They had, what, 16 in a span of uh, five games or whatever it was. And what's Okay, I get that. But it's the volatility of the home run ball which is going to cost you games. So, so what do you do to lift it up? You move the line. That's how you do it. You get on base. So that on base percentage to go up you know, 45 points in, in the month of June, that's huge. It's just uh, you, you can't understate it. And I think the craziest number right now is the OPS. Now, granted, it's a 10-game sample size compared to 26 games and 28 games, but mm-hmm. the OPS is 799 right now. When in May, as a team, it was 640. So you have a 160-point boost over <laughs> the last months. And that is buoyed because of that home run streak. In May, in 28 games, they hit 28 home runs. So an average of a home run a game. In the 10 games of June, they have 19, almost two a game. And today there was one. So 20 home runs in 11 games. In 11 games, yep. The strikeout rate, significantly lower. I I wonder, I just wonder if if it were some of the home games where they're feeling kind of the electricity at American Family Field. And again, more so in the last five years. We've been acknowledged as fans by this organization, more so than the prior 20 years. We're finally being acknowledged. And why? Why more now? Because no fans last year. And they understood the impact of the fans even more so. That's, that could be it. It could be the weather. It could be a comfort zone. It could be health. Although this team has not been known this year to be fully healthy ever <laughs> They're just still battling themselves on the on the health front. Let's uh, get one more in here. We'll take a break. We'll, we'll come back and we'll check out some uh, Milwaukee Bucks numbers as well. We looked at uh, the Brewers uh, recap. We'll get you a little recap of the Bucks victory over the Nets. They get the series tied at two two seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike, before the break, what's on your mind? Hey, Timmy. Have what's up? Yeah, I remember I talked to you yesterday. I said, this could be a really good Sunday, and it was. Yep. So my predictions keep coming true. But what I'm looking forward to is if the Bucks can dispatch Brooklyn, I think it would bring them up to uh, Philly or whoever wins that. You would think Philadelphia, right. Town, I mean, this, this town's going to be up for grabs. And, Timmy, you were right. You said this would get better, and it did. So I need some lottery numbers next time I call. Deal. And uh, real quick, one more Bucks comment. You know, you know me. I call four times a day. I listen <laughs> okay. twelve hours a day, and I heard a lot of Bucks fans giving up on the team after two zero. And so 
some buddy of my some buddies of mine had a band called Journey, and they always told me, Mike, don't stop believing. All right, guys. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Me. Yeah, all right. Uh, that that whole Bucks thing. That's why they play these games. That's why you know the series kind of starts if somebody wins one on the road. Isn't that how that this works in the NBA? And you got to steal one kind of to, to really win, truly win the series. The, uh, the, the team without home field or home court has to win one on the road. They've got to win one. Okay, they're in a position now. They're in a position now to get back into, a, into the driver's seat. Hey, they know more than anybody else what it's like to lose, uh, have a losing streak in, in an NBA playoff series. <laughs> the Bucks know what that's like. Toronto a couple of years ago. Miami a couple of years ago, get on the other side of that. They've seen the other side. They were on the other side down 0-2. All right, fine. Well, well let's, let's go back. Let's, let's, let's hit reset. Let's hit the start button again. 414-799-1250. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Bucks win. Brewers win. Good day today. We'll be back on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Brewers win today to sweep the Pirates, and they won their 17th game in their last 21. The Bucks win to get the series tied at two games apiece. Tim Allen uh, talking Bucks and Brewers. Uh, as uh, I get, we're, we're going to hear from Pat Murphy instead of Craig Council. He had the day off today. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas here these days, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. See, we. Again, the doom and gloomers over the years, 16 years that, that I've been doing, uh, doing this on, on this station, uh, doom and gloomers, this, this is the days you're supposed to enjoy. These are the days that you, you shouldn't in the back of your mind say, well, the Brewers, they're just, they're just going to break our heart. Or the Bucks in, in, in their situation, they're still going to lose the series. It doesn't matter. They're still going to lose the series. They're tied 2-2 and have momentum. Brewers taking charge here. Playing better baseball. More consistent offense. Studly pitching. Bullpen. Front office. And that's key, too. Front office is doing their job as well. 799-1250. Bucks get the victory today. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Pat Murphy in just a second here. But, Evan, let's dig a little bit into that uh, Bucks box score. Yeah, this game really turned in the second quarter. The first quarter looked a little bit rough for the Bucks. A lot of turnovers, a lot of sloppy play for both teams, but then they outscored the Nets by, I believe, yeah, eight points in that second quarter to take a lead going into the half. And then in the second half, the hot three-point shooting continued, and Kyrie went down early in or uh, towards the end of the second quarter, which meant that he was out for the rest of the game. Uh, Kevin Durant played 42 minutes in this game, hmm. and he sat the last four minutes, five minutes. So he played just about every single minute before they threw in the towel. 
Bucks, he had 28 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, but they held him to just 9 of 25 shooting, 1 for 8 from 3, and had 5 turnovers. Fine, let them let them loft up thirty shots. If they can hold them to you know nine of thirty one, ten of thirty two, well, yeah, take that. The yeah. fact that he almost had as many shots as as many points as he had—that's exactly what you want when you're facing yep. a guy like that. Yeah. Um, as a team, they held the Nets to just thirty percent from three point line, and if Kyrie is out, it it all oh. falls on Kevin oh, Durant's man. shoulders. Oh man, for the Bucks. And- Sorry. <laughs> that is, I mean, if they're down a couple of their guys here, I mean, we don't know the extent of that uh, ankle injury quite the, yet. But... The x-rays came back negative. Okay. But when I say that is one of the nastier sprained ankles I've ever seen, and Kyrie was grabbing his shin. When you grab your shin Ooh, on a high ankle, high that, that ankle? is a high ankle sprain, and that's four to six weeks usually. That's weeks. That is weeks. So, again, I don't, I don't wish any injury Absolutely on Absolutely not. But you take advantage of it. And if they didn't win this game, Coach Bud would have been fired immediately. (laughs) But today, the stars of the game, in the first half, it was P.J. Tucker. He hit three threes and had 11 points at the half, finishes with 13.7 rebounds, played 29 minutes. And the only reason he only played 29 is because he was in foul trouble for part of the Mm -hmm. game. But he played incredible defense on Kevin Durant. Giannis put up his usual Giannis stat line, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists on 14 of 26 shooting. He shot five threes and made one, his oh, first attempt. Ouch. Okay. And was 5 for 10 on free throws. So those two, it, they still look like issues for him. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton had a really nice second half. He finished with 19 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. His passing in the first half was incredible. 7 for 15 shooting. Drew Holiday had a bit of a rough game. 14 points, 9 assists on 6 for 16 shooting. But his defense looked really, really good. The Bucks' defense in general was really good. Had 10 steals, 7 blocks. And any time that you can hold a team like Brooklyn to 96 points, you're looking really good. So... Even well, with on back garbage, to back back to back games, what they hold them to the other night? I think what, it was 83? eighty-three. Yeah, eighty, eighty-three, somewhere around there. That's really good. And today, the Bucks won without getting anything from their bench. They had a total of twenty-one be- uh, bench points: ten from Bryn Forbes, eight from Pat Connaughton, and three in garbage time from Axel Tupain. So they played this game without getting much from their bench at all, and still won. Yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. It's a huge victory for the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, to get it back at 2-2. And uh, the Brewers get the victory today, too. 5-2 the final. They sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I think there's, well, there there was, again, another base hit from Sh- Frazier. Oh, a base hit from Newman. <laughs> these guys, these guys are relentless. I mean, this this Pittsburgh offense—it's pretty impressive every every year. And and it was uh, just a few years ago. I said, look out for Reynolds, Newman, uh, Moran, and Frazier because uh, those those guys are—they're grinders. They really are. It's it's pretty impressive each and every time you see them. But the Brewers prevail here today. Craig Council off today. It was Pat Murphy at the helm. And let's uh, let's hear the scoop from today's skipper. Murph, how many uh, missed calls, missed uh, text messages when you got back to your phone? I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, 
Um, I hope he didn't call during the game because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have it with me. I mean, just the way you guys performed today, the the offense coming through there in the sixth inning, the bullpen kind of laying out perfectly the way you would like. Just you know, big victory for you guys all the way around today, wasn't it? It's tougher than you think. Um, that's a good lineup. Uh, the kid for them pitched great. Crow, he was he was sensational, um, and really gave them a great opportunity and stifled us for a while. We had some great at bats. Timmy Lopes uh, leading off that inning with a walk was huge. Um, you think of all the great at bats in the game. You, you know Vogelbach in the first inning double, and and the the big at bats by Abby and and Urias, and uh, of course Yelly um, left on left uh, coming through in crucial time. And then the the way the bullpen lined up, give Hauser credit for the way he pitched. Uh, a lot of great things today. A lot a lot of great stuff. You mentioned that Lopes uh, plate appearance. How, how tough is that for a guy? Coming off the bench, I mean, just got in the game that previous half inning, sees 10 pitches, fouls six off. I mean, that's that's getting it done, isn't it? I think it is. I think those things, those types of things, Jackie Bradley's get him over there and whatever inning that was before Yelly hit. Um, those things make offenses go. And today's game is as tough as runs are to come by. You know, that at bat, Urias first pitch, hanging, breaking ball, bang, triple in the, in the gap. Um, Bradley with two strikes, getting a guy over, knowing how to play winning baseball. Yelly coming through left on left against a guy that's pretty good against lefties. And, and um, yeah, I mean, that, that's team offense. And I think that, that uh, while their starter deserves a lot of credit, um, we put together some team offense when, the, when it counted. And the guys have been doing that lately. That's how we've, we've uh, won more than we lost during this, this, this stretch. Hey Pat, you've also you also got the home run today too from from Avisel Garcia. That's thirteen now for him. What do you, you think has been the biggest difference for him with this with the power that he's had so far this year? You know, it's um, I think it's everybody knows it's in there, and uh, I think you know Haynes and Cruz have, have done a great job um, building up his confidence, and then the credits with the player. You know, uh, but I'll throw a little something else in there that uh, Willie Adamas has made a difference for him because Willie really looks up to him. And I think Avi feels this awesome sense of responsibility to like, Hey, I, I need to bring who I am every day. And, uh, I'm a big part of this and, and, and Willie needs me. And, you know, I think that, that, uh, player to player, um, you know, connectedness has, has helped Avi, um, soar, um, and play at the top end of his game because that he's sensational. Another to be like a, like a three-man rotation with him, Low Kane, and, uh, and and Jackie Bradley in, in center and right, but now with with Lorenzo kind of um, you know in and out of the lineup with injuries. Uh, to see Avi kind of take advantage of a, maybe a little bit more playing time. What's that like to see? Yeah, I mean, Avi's been uh, from day one. You know, Avi's said whatever. Hey, whatever you guys need to help win, he's been that type of guy, and um, you know. Counts is really great about being clear about playing time. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great showing. And uh, obviously we got a lot left, but uh, Avi's been the one guy I think that has um, solidified himself as, as um, a guy that's playing at the top end of his ability. What about for Josh to pitch not just three straight days, but to get saves and like how tough that is as a closer to face a lineup, you know, three straight. You know, the, this lineup doesn't get credit, obviously, because they're their overall team record. But 
this is a good lineup and they know Hater because we play them, you know, 116 times a year, it seems like. And they've they've done they've done okay against us. And uh, for Hater to do that, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does four straight days or five straight days. <laughs> I'm just joking, but um, we joke in the dugout that we're gonna get him up in the fifth, but Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. I was going to ask you uh, on a third straight day for Josh today. How much? How much are you relying on asking him how he feels physically? You know, can you go? Can you go? Does it does it become more important with each consecutive day that he's pitched? I think, you know, of course, it does. I mean, it's it's all about managing that workload and and having that player in the right mindset, understanding what he needs to do before he pitches, and I think you see that uh, Cars is on it. And uh, we talked about it. Uh, it was the biggest question to be answered today, coming into today, about Devin and him. Uh, Devin had gotten hot the day before, and it was a huge question um, whether they were going to be available. And we were hoping we didn't need to put him in the game. But today dictated it. Murph, that's uh, seven straight home wins for you guys right now, and just you're in, on an incredible roll. What what's the confidence like, and uh, how good do you guys feel as a unit? I think the guys know um, what I sensed. You know, is the guys kind of know how they have to be right now. They, they nothing's going to come easy. Um, we're, we're just we're going through a stretch here where our bullpen and our starters. You know, Hauser deserves a lot of credit for giving us what he did and. And Box is an unsung hero, and um, job Devin did and Suter. So you like, you, you know, you're you're in a spot where the team knows, like, look, we gotta we gotta do, we gotta create some stuff, and um, it's different guys every day. But um, I think it's I think it's a good vibe. It's not unrealistic. It's understanding we could lose any game, and um, yeah, there's pretty they have fun too. I mean, they joke around a lot, and you know, I don't like that. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. One of the best guys in the industry, that's for sure. There's Brewers bench coach and today's manager, Pat Murphy, after the 5-2 victory and down 2-1. to one, American Family Field filled with as much as they can get in there with, with, the, uh, with the mandates, but crowd way into it. And I think this, uh, this I chose for the play of the game here. Sixth inning, you had a 10-pitch at-bat from Tim Lopes to draw a leadoff walk, and you know, you're down, it's getting a little late, and there's been too much traffic on, on the bases for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you knew that just one swing and, it, you know, down two to one, it, it flips to four or five to one. And, you know, maybe, maybe this one gets, uh, gets sideways on you a little bit. But down two to one in the sixth, that, that leadoff walk was pivotal. But I think this is where you guys that went to the ball game today, this is certainly... Uh, me following the game where I really was fired up after this, and so was Luis Urias as he knocked in the game-tying run. Pro After that 10-pitch A-B with Lopes, this one driven. Left center field. It's gap-bound. Lopes on the move. He's going to score all the way from first. Luis Urias digging for third. The throw is late. Game-tied 2-2. 
two. Yeah, that was a huge hit, and there's our play of the game with ABC audio video as the Brewers go on for the victory today, 5-2, and they sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates and run their mark now. The high water mark continues to rise, 38-27, 16 games before the halfway mark, guys. And that gives you a little perspective on how deep into the season we're sort of getting here. Sort of... I won't say it's flying by, but I will say this, that that does put it into a little bit more of a, of a, of a grading perspective and a judgment perspective on this team. 16 games away from the halfway mark, and they're 11 games over 500, that 38 and 27 mark, and a half game over the Chicago Cubs, and it does set up just a, a, a grind situation each and every day. You heard Pat Murphy talk about that, that they like to have fun. Uh, they understand uh, where they're at here, that they could lose today. But, again, every day is it just this new story with this team. It really is. You take it day by day, and the offense just in the nick of time here uh, starting to step up. All the highlights today on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Not only the Brewers get the victory, but the Milwaukee Bucks get the series tied at 2-2. And maybe you're looking at that uh, playoff series a little bit differently. Evan, just out of curiosity, when do the Bucks play next? When, when is game five? I believe it is Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then game six is Thursday. All right, so... I, I do have to throw this in there on a little bit a bit of a, a negative slant uh, regarding the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks. Is there something I'm missing? Do you really believe the Nets versus Bucks is is uh, appropriate to be played at 2 p.m. on a Sunday in in in, in the middle of June? I mean, is that what am I missing here? Is this a tradition or something? Is this is this what they do? I mean, this that that game today had primetime written all over it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that a little bit more uh, on, on Tuesday morning. I'll be in for Bart. And tomorrow, uh, you want to hear some more Brewers baseball conversation? Willie Adamas is going to join the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow at 10:35. Looking forward to hearing from the Brewers shortstop. Brewers now, if my math is right, they've won 16 of 20 games since acquiring the Brewers' new shortstop, Willie Adama. 16 and 4. That's a, that's, a, that's a great run. Again, more proof. It's a tipping point. Josh Hader, sweet 16 of 16 and save opportunities. Going to hear from Josh up next. If you guys want to jump in here, I'll make room for you. 414-799-1250. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Big day of sports in the city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin. A couple of big wins. This is, this is where you savor these types of days. This, this is not the type of day that you, 
you say, and it's probably on social media, don't get your hopes up, Bucks. I'm sure it's out there. Now, Brewers said, uh, don't get your hopes up. Well, th- okay, fine. Maybe it turns out that way, but in, in the moment here, uh, let's go with a big day of sports and a, and a fun day of sports. I mean, I, I would imagine uh, the, the, the forum going crazy, American Family Field going crazy, the district, the uh, what do you call that place right outside the, the, the Pfizer Forum? The, the Deer District and, and you know, the, the beers flying around there and the, following the game from the outside. I mean, I just think that this was a big, big day, and we need to enjoy days like this. Especially the Brewers' uh, 5-2 final as they get the victory and they sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. Josh Hader locks in the save on all three victories. 7-4-7-4-5-2. Save situations in all three of these games over the weekend. 16 saves. Looks like he's ticketed for another All-Star appearance. And we need to talk about that coming up during this uh, Cincinnati Reds series as well. That uh, who, who might be the All-Star candidates uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers 2021 squad. But Hader's just been amazing. And, and, and again, I say this every time we hear from Josh Hader. He's going to be a wealthy young man very soon. He, he really is. He's outstanding. Let's hear from the Brewers' left-hander as the Brewers get the win and he gets the save. Hey, Josh, you went from uh, not pitching in six days to pitching in three straight. Um, what, what was that, what's that turnaround been like for you physically? Oh, it's been fun. I, I think, um, you know, being able to maintain workload throughout that uh, stretch, you know, um, doing things to maintain the strength and, um, you know, just be prepared each and every day. When you came in on Friday, did you feel, I mean, obviously you felt fresh physically, but um, was there any rust that you felt like you needed to knock off or anything or were you just good to go? No, not at all. I think uh, each and every day through throwing program, um, I use that as a, a way to, you know, keep my stuff sharp, you know, where that's fastball breaking stuff. And then I, I'll get my dry work off the mound. Um, so it's just like I said, it's that preparation and the routine that I have that's, um, you know, able to keep me prepared for, you know, obviously any situation. But, you know, whether that's a, you know, six game uh, streak where I don't, you know, pitch at all or, you know, where we're going, you know, multiple. So. Um, it's just that fine line and just continuing to put the work in. Josh, how does the, the added pitches do when you're facing the same team, right, in, in three straight games? Is that, a, is that a challenge for you to face the same team in a series or the same lineup, I should say, in, in a series like that? And just how the mix of stuff that you have now helps you in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, these guys are all big league hitters and they haven't approached this game. So, um, you know, for them, if they can eliminate one pitch and if that's the fastball and they can sit on that, obviously that makes it easier for them. Um, so for me, you know, obviously being able to throw the changeup and the slider and, and just be around the zone. I think that's the biggest thing is just to, um, you know, skew their, their time in a little bit um, just to make that fastball look a little bit better when I do bring that. So it, it's been it's been key. And, and I think it's obviously it, it allows me to, you know, go three in a row to, um, you know, uh, Know, these hitters I mean I mean this lineup is it's not an easy lineup to go through and um like like you said I mean as long as you you can use all three and um you know be around the zone I think that's the biggest thing is being able to command those pitches 
Josh, uh, when you were talking about that throwing program, is that is there any differences that of what you're doing this year as opposed to in years past, considering you're not, you know, you're not pitching multiple innings and maybe you're pitching two, three days in a row now? No, not at all. It's been the same. Um, you know, obviously, I think um, from the beginning in 2017, when I first think that was uh, the biggest testament is routine down, being able to, um, you know, figure out what works best, how many throws I should do, depending on uh, my workload in the game. So, uh, it's it's been a big feel thing being able to um, just see how the bodies react and there he is Josh Hader after save number 16 and his third save in all three of these games over the weekend and thought it was a good question by Sophia Minert uh, you know does does it change a little bit because you're facing some of these same guys and they're getting the same looks whether it's from the dugout or not or in in the box it's the same guy out there. They're probably picking up a few things here and there, and which makes it even more impressive what Josh is doing here. Outstanding work this year from Josh Hader. That is for sure. He's, in my opinion, uh, ticketed uh, for the All-Star game in Denver. Uh, also a possibility, although, you know, I think uh, when it comes to position players, uh, you, you need to have – Probably a little bit better numbers than Avi has, and and I know there is a, a group of guys that do, but he's putting together one hell of a season. He just may squeeze in uh, to that All Star game again, uh, as uh, he hit his 13th home run today. Uh, that's pacing to about you know 34 or 35 home run season. That's big time for Avi Garcia. Let's hear from Bruce right fielder after the victory. What's the confidence level right now in the clubhouse with you guys or with the way you guys are playing? I think um, 100%. I think uh, everybody's doing their part. Everybody working so hard to to contribute. To contribute. Uh, we we want to win. We want to make the playoffs. So, you know, uh, I, know it's a long, I, I know it's a long season, but, you know, we just got to keep working and be positive and, and continue to play like, like the way we're playing. Hey, Avi, what do you think has been the biggest difference for you with power? I mean, this is 13 home runs now for you this season. I mean, just, you know, like trying to do my part for, you know, for, for my team. I think uh, uh, I've been working so hard to to get better. Um, it's a long season, so it's got to be consistent. And um, like I said, just got to keep working and be positive and, and trying to help my team win. Avi, how big was that plate appearance by Tim Lopes there to start that sixth inning? Uh, not only does he get on base, but he also gets curl out of the game. I mean, it's big. I think, uh, like I say, everybody uh, chipping away. You know, I think everybody's doing their best um, to score some run for our guys. For our guys, you know, we got we got Hader, we got um, Williams, we got all all those guys. You know, in the bullpen, so we we, we want them in. You know, we want to win. We want to. Uh, scores on run so they can pitch so we can win the game. That 10 pitch at bat um, was kind of the same thing that you did on Thursday against the Reds. I mean, just and then right that same the same thing happened that day is right after that you guys got to the bullpen and, and took the lead from there. Just how, how good is, how good does it feel about this team that you guys kind of kind of flip a dime like that and, and take the lead? Um, I mean, it's big. I think everybody, um, you know, working their account, working working accounts. I think uh, it's big. You know, make make them make them throw strikes. You know, and and like I say, everybody trying to do their best, man. Everybody trying to do their best. Um, don't trying to um, give any abats away. You know, everybody. You know, everybody focusing every single abat and 
and and um, every single game. So I think I think it's big because you know the pitcher get tired, you know, throwing, throwing. So we just gotta keep working and, and trying to do our best. Hey, Murph is one and zero as manager now. Do you want to keep him in that spot? <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw him. I, I I didn't see. I didn't saw um, Cons today. But you know, if you're waiting, let's let's keep it going. Did you take it as a birthday present from from Craig yesterday to give you the day off? Oh, I tell him. You know, he, he he's the boss. He's the boss. So he, he want to give me a day. So I don't. I don't. I don't mind it. So uh, he's the boss. So. Well, there he is, Avi Garcia, after a uh, Brewers 5-2 victory. Yeah, um, this uh, the days off and, and all that. Maybe we'll get into more of that on uh, Monday or Tuesday. But I, I got to be honest with you, it, it, does, it does bother me. I understand it. And, and over the years, um, you know, the, the, the Braun days off, I th- think that was an introduction to uh, – to a Craig Council rest day sort of philosophy, and I, and I understand other other teams do it as well. But man, it's tough. You're going after a sweep, and Omar's sitting. Christian Yelich doesn't even start on his bobblehead day, which shouldn't have anything to do with it. But I mean, it's just I gotta just again. I, I'm just telling you how I feel about the, those those days off. I think there's time for it. But also there's a time to push it a little bit and keep your foot on the accelerator. Well, they did that today, despite that lineup, which featured in order Jace Peterson, Manny Pena, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Pablo Reyes in the pitcher spot. Let me, t- let me tell you again about this lineup. Peterson, Pena, Bradley, Reyes, pitcher spot. That's five of your nine offensive positions to go into this game yet despite that they still put up five runs and get the victory uh let's uh get nate in here nate bucks win brewers win it's a good day in town what's going on nate hello yeah go ahead nate oh uh yeah uh yeah it's a good day um i called got in kind of late because you know i had to finish watching the Bucks game and everything um, but yeah, I just want to talk about Avi real quick. Um, I was, you know, as, as a fan of the Brewers and the Bucks, I was switching through back and forth, back and forth. And I was, luckily I was switching through and the next thing I know, Avi's up and he just rockets that ball out of there. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. So then I switched back to the Bucks game and then they start making their run. Man, I tell you, Tim, I almost had a heart attack, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, Nate, and, and I'll keep you here, but I, I will say this. You, you uh, sounds like you listen to a lot of sports talk radio. You, you search around on the, on the social media side of things as well, and, and you look at some of the negativity that is always there seemingly to some fans uh, in the Wisconsin uh, sports world. And I just, I, I just want to remind people, do what you want to do, think what you want to think. I, I'm not going to control that, but I will just remind you that it may turn out that the Bucks might w- lose this series. It may turn out that the Brewers may lose this division. But when you have days like this, don't bring it down, embrace it, and enjoy it, and worry about the negativity down the line. This is a good day, man. Yeah, Tim, I've been on the last thing, and the last thing I can remember, I'm pretty young, so I don't remember uh, Bucks championships and all of that. 
But last thing I remember was the Super Bowl at, uh, in twenty in twenty ten. That was the last time we as the Wisconsin has had a major major championship. So I can I can kind of understand where it comes from. But man, that's that's this is this is sports, man. I every time I try to tell myself, man, don't get too caught up into it. Don't get too <laughs> don't get too uh, emotional with this stuff. It doesn't work, man. I love no. I love I love basketball. I love baseball. I love Packers. I love Bucks. Man, anywhere I go, I'll be cheering for them. And it's just good. It's just a good day, man. And um, yeah, I, like I said, we gotta get we gotta get the boy Bart on the positivity train because every time I see his Twitter, uh, he said something about um, I already got the series mapped up in my head and how we're gonna lose. So I oh, might have geez. to call in and talk to Bart tomorrow morning and yes. get him back on the right track. But yeah, like I said, um. Last week I went on uh went on various shows and I told I said man y'all gotta be happy with the with the now don't worry about the future don't worry about the series down the line don't worry about what happens after that because like today we who know, who knew Kyrie was gonna get hurt nobody mm-hmm. knew it we don't wish it upon him but guess what it helped us win the game and now the series is tied two two and now and it's a never... different series. You uh, absolutely. You just never know. Nate, well said. Well, well said. Live in the now a little bit. I do that too. I do that too. Uh, thanks for the call. I, I, uh, like today. You see the lineup today. I'll get this. Is a perfect example of this. Here's what I thought today. And no knock on on my favorite team. I, I love this baseball team. I see the lineup today, and I'm like, they're not going to score more than three runs. So you better hope this pitching comes through today. Because that lineup ain't scoring more than three runs. So I was content with that. That that was my mindset going in. I'm, I'm going to be content with that. So I'm not going to get too worked up. I'm not going to. Okay, by the time nine up, nine down, and then it got to 12 up, 12 down uh, after the Brewers took a one-zip lead, then uh, ultimately they're down two to one, and they are just going down in order every inning. I'm losing my mind and raising my voice. You can't help it. <laughs> even though you're preparing yourself for this and you might be preparing yourself and really it may turn out to be what you thought, but it's something that I I definitely cannot control. And then before long, I am fist pumping crazy, just brewer nut when uh, Urias hit that triple to tie the game. I, you get so you get so emotionally caught up with it. I, I don't know if you can turn on and off that stuff. Uh, I would just say, enjoy a day like today. All right, uh, we'll take a uh, we'll take a look at uh, tomorrow as the uh, Brewers continue their uh, their run here. Seventeen of their last twenty one in the win column for the Brewers. Cincinnati Reds come back. Uh, with a three-game set against the Brewers. They just took two of three against Cincinnati. Let's see if that continues. Check the pitching matchups. Next here, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, Brewers get the win today. They sweep the Pirates. Bucks get the win. Series tied at two. You turn the page. You get into some more conversation tomorrow about both. It's Bart Winkler 
with uh, Toby tomorrow as uh, you'll be having a conversation certainly about the Milwaukee Bucks. I want you guys to just really get into Bart tomorrow. Just really take it to Bart. Take it to Bart like you've never taken it to anybody else and just say, Bart, you're full of it. So shut it. Just the negativity. We don't want that around here. Stay positive. All right. Uh, then you get uh, conversations about the Milwaukee Bucks, Green Bay Packers, and and uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Wendy's Big Show, especially the Brewers shortstop Willie Adamas will join uh, Sparky and the gang at uh, 1035. I believe that's 1035. Willie Adamas on the Wendy's Big Show. And then Rami uh, during the ride home tomorrow afternoon. He will do the same. And I will join him, I believe, at 430. We'll uh, make fun of the NFL draft with our own draft mockery. What are you I, talking about, Tim? It is not making fun of it all. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what the topic would be. Um, beer, maybe? Did we do beer? We did drinks, I believe. But we I did don't know soda. If... We we did soda and and we did drinks. I'd have to look back through the ledger, but yeah, I don't I th- think we did. I th- well, we named the sodas by name, so I- I'm thinking we do beer tomorrow. Just beer. Beer, beer. I like beer. Make sure you list Beauforting, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, that should be one of the top, what, 12? For sure. It is really good. But all these, uh, are, are these seltzers, are, are they beer? No. Okay, that's not a beer. Okay. I just like the champagne. That's, that's what I do, the champagne of beers. I'm just about ready to consume several. Uh, but first, let's take a peek at tomorrow's matchup. Reds uh, in, and uh, they will face off against the Brewers. Uh, we'll be seeing some of the Reds here. Reds, Rockies, Diamondbacks, Rockies, then Reds, right into the or Cubs, then Reds, right into the All-Star break. So we're starting to kind of button this uh, whole first half up here. But matchup tomorrow, Brewers have a left-hander on the hill. They do. Um, Eric Lauer takes the mound. His last time out looked not the best. His last outing was against Detroit, I believe, mm-hmm. and was not very good. But he, with a 1-2 and two record, a 4.82 ERA, will be matched up with Vladimir Gutierrez, a 2-1 and one with a 2.65 ERA. His last time out was a seven-inning, two-run game he against this Brewers team. Yep. Yeah, he was he was outstanding. The trick is get to that Reds bullpen. Just get into that Reds bullpen. You got a chance to uh, work that pitch count up. You do so. First pitch tomorrow, seven ten, and after the last pitch, you make the switch. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. As uh, we say, uh, a good day in Wisconsin sports. A good day in the city of Milwaukee. Just those of you that were at the at the ball games. If if you're you're behind a wheel right now and you've got something in you, do the right thing. You guys know what to do. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. See you tomorrow night and an easy one today to smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.